Welcome to Strong and Free, the podcast dedicated to providing you with the information that you need on the topics of the day. No bias, no conjecture, just facts. So, let's go. Public infrastructure projects. I'm sure all of us would love new subways, airports, subway tunnels, new TTC buses, the list goes on. Who doesn't want that? I'm sure when we travel abroad too, we see these other countries who have just amazing infrastructure and we want to know how come our country doesn't have that. And then the very real public procurement process and public governance and project governance process takes over. And we realize that there are so many considerations to take into account when these massive public infrastructure projects are undertaken. And it really asks and begs the question of who is responsible when things go awry. And I'm sure that idea of new airports and new rail lines and who knows, even new high-speed rail isn't lost amongst our elected officials. What elected official doesn't like the idea of something new and shiny and innovative and um, you know, carbon neutral even? What politician doesn't want to change their fleet to electric vehicles or build out an electric vehicle network? Um, whatever it is, politicians love this stuff. They love to say that we're going to build this the best bridge or the best tunnel or the best um, subway ever. You know, it's things that we can touch. It's things that we can see. Um, you know, politicians ride new uh, public transit buses uh, that tout lower emissions or no emissions. Public uh, officials, politicians love, you know, I remember Kathleen Wynne sitting in the new Up Express. And so it's one of those things where when we can touch something and we can see something, it's almost like uh, politics in action. And it's something that plagues us as people because we're so overtly optimistic about the future of our societies, but there's a real cost here. And the real cost is making sure that there's project governance and public governance. But where is the accountability exactly? If ministries don't have the qualified staff to actually oversee a large engineering project, or if politicians have made promises that simply are not realistic, and by the way, they're in an election year, and they didn't get elected, or they did get elected, and maybe in four years from now they're voted out, but the project remains, where's the accountability? Ultimately, I think what politicians should be aware of is public erosion, sorry, is the erosion of public opinion on a project when the costs are too high. Politicians have to be more honest, surprisingly enough, with themselves, with the project, but also with the other side. Maybe politicians should start building more uh, allegiances and walking across the aisle and saying, hey, listen, even if we get booted out, please continue this work on the bridge or whatever public construction project. It's just too important. And these are some lessons learned that we have experienced as the governing um, uh, ministry or or prime minister's office. So whatever happens in the election, just please continue this important work. Also for the public sector to be very honest in saying back to the ministers, we don't have this expertise. Perhaps it makes sense with uh, trying to find the right people to be on this project for a short-term contract, 
for the time period of two years, three years, so that it can help get the project up and started and running. And so that will help the deputies, deputy ministers and the minister's offices understand exactly what the challenges may be and explain clearly what that is back to um, the House. You know, this is what's important, I think. Again, taking a very optimistic approach from a politician, but looking at the nuances as well at the, at the staff at the ground level is so important. So accountability really is with the public sector. But within the public sector, there's accountability at the minister's office and then at the bureaucratic level. So I think what needs to happen is that ministers need to be honest with themselves. They need to cross the aisle and talk to the other side a little bit more. And they also need to be honest with the civil service in saying that we need to bring people in to help us start this project up so that we can all manage this properly. P3s have been thrown around for a long time, but really it comes down to whether or not there is capacity to actually see a project through. And perhaps there are moratoriums on executive management during the at least two to three years project life cycle. So it at least provides some stability for the uh, client uh, to actually work with the same individuals, at least for a foreseeable uh, piece of time. I know that might be tough, but there are tools that the public sector and the ministers can actually use to help along public governance, which is such a critical point and piece to successful project management. Anyhow, this is just some food for thought. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Strong and Free, the podcast dedicated to providing you with the information that you need on the topics of the day. And remember, stay balanced, stay informed, 